Be a baller. Welcome to Be a Baller podcast, where we discuss how to build a lifelong legacy. Today, we'll be talking about building a legacy and stewardship with Dwight Montgomery, president of the National Christian Foundation of Ohio. Before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Are you fed up with paying high shipping costs? Are you struggling to find a trucking company that can get your freight where it needs to go, safely and on time? If so, contact my friends at TE Logistics. The team at TE has over 20 years' experience in the logistics industry and are experts at final mile delivery and freight brokering. If they can't fulfill your shipment with their fleet of over 20 trucks, they will find a carrier that will. Contact TE today, get a free quote, and put your frustrations with shipping behind you. Their number is 614. 614- 706-2664 or visit them online at tndlogistics.com. Today on the show, uh, Dwight will share the impact of being a good steward of the resources God has given us and how they can impact the kingdom of God. Dwight, welcome to Be a Baller Podcast. Thanks. Good to be here. Oh, yeah. I was uh, really excited about this opportunity to, uh, uh, to talk a little bit. You know, we, we talk a lot, lot about money. You know, people talk a lot about money and uh, and the purpose of money, you mm-hmm. know, I think guys, we kind of miss it a little bit. You know? <laughs> sometimes, yeah, we yes. kind of miss it sometimes, you know. <laughs> and and you know, I got a a baller audience, you know, you know that. We that know God talked word. a lot about money too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, more than anything else. That's right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to have a discussion, you know, with you about some things that you're doing with that. But before we begin talking about that, can you talk about uh, growing up and your Christian values and your faith, how you came to faith in Jesus Christ? Sure. Well, I. Uh, we grew up going to church, but I don't know that I ever really understood mm-hmm. what that meant or what a relationship with Jesus was like. And uh, when I was a, a junior uh, in high school mm-hmm. in Upper Arlington, uh, I had a group that I was involved with, and um, they helped me understand what that was all about. And I accepted Jesus as a junior in high school. Um, didn't do a good job of maintaining that relationship when mm-hmm. I went to college, mm-hmm. which is uh, maybe a regret, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but, uh, I had that foundation and I had that place to come home. So, uh, that's kind of how I got that start. Mm-hmm. I understand you involved in, in some football a little bit. I, uh, played a little bit, coached a little bit, coached, yeah. coached, uh, from peewee to college. Right. So that's a little bit of my athletic background. Yeah. Yeah. So you had about what, 10 years of coaching? 10 years. Yeah. 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 How was that experience for you? Uh, you know, uh, the best part about anything related to athletics, I think, is um, is the relationships mm-hmm. you know, that you build with people. And mm-hmm. when I left, that was probably the piece that I missed the most mm-hmm. uh, was the relationships that you build. And and in many cases, relationships that I still have today mm-hmm. with people, whether it was other coaches or, mm-hmm. you know, players that uh, played for me. Um, that was probably that was probably the biggest key for me. Mm-hmm. What are some of those life skills that you learned doing that, you know, sports experience that help you today? Uh, you know, you, I think I think you learn how to get along with others. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe people that aren't exactly like you mm-hmm. or a little different or think different. And that's right. not good, bad, right or wrong. It's just different. Right. And, uh, you know, when you've got a common goal, how do you how do you work together? 
because we can't do it by ourselves. Right. You know, we weren't designed to do it by right, ourselves, right. right? We were designed to do it together. And that and, you know, a little work ethic doesn't hurt either. No, it doesn't hurt at all. You know, uh, he gives us everything we got. Right, right. right. And so how do we utilize what he's given us? And mm-hmm. sometimes we got to polish a little bit. Right. And so. Yeah, a little work ethic is all right as well. Oh, that helps. That helps. You know, this whole uh, financial planner deal, what led to that? What led to you getting involved in being a financial planner or finance? Well, as I was uh, coaching, I, I I found that the, the coaching ladder was moving up. Mm-hmm. This is back in the uh, in the 80s, late 80s. And, uh, and also at the time it meant, and probably still does today, keep your bags packed. Right, right, right. right. You're going to be moving a lot. Right. And, uh I decided uh, that I'd come back to Columbus and start um, a career of some sort. And I wanted to find a career. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interviewed with, uh, called every one of my buddy's dads and said, hey, I just need to find out what's out there. I'm looking for a career. I said, I don't need a job. I need a career. Right. I got five job offers. Mm -hmm. Turned them all down. Didn't didn't want them. And then I came across financial planning. Mm -hmm which I really wasn't very familiar with. Right. But as a teacher and a coach, having having goals, having a plan as to how you're going to accomplish something, that always, and that resonated with me. Um, as I learned more about what a financial advisor did, I thought, well, my mom could use someone like this, mm-hmm. right? right? So there's just a whole host of things that God kind of lined up for me. Though I didn't realize he was doing the lining up at the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't quite paying attention, but that's what he was doing, was orchestrating a path for me that um, said, hey, here's how you can serve people in mm-hmm. one of the areas that's really hardest for them to contend with, and that's mm-hmm. their finances. Mm-hmm. What was that moment when you realized that, hey, this is what God wants me to do. This is what I'm called to do. This is my purpose. Well, I think if you fast forward, uh, I had built a pretty successful financial planning firm. And along the way, I was really struggling because as my faith kind of rebounded and was getting on solid foundation, uh, I was finding that the industry that I'm in, they tell you that your faith and your finances cannot intersect. Mm. Mm. That's the secular worldview, the temporal worldview of that. And that was really challenging to me. And I got involved with an organization called Kingdom Advisors, a gentleman by the name of Ron Blue started it. It is for financial advisors who want their faith and finances integrated. And as I say today to Ron, and I I still collaborate with him pretty extensively, but I said, you were my permission slip as to how to put those two together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we alluded to earlier, 2,350 verses in Scripture about mm-hmm. God's ownership and money and stewardship and generosity and debt and you name it. I mean, he wrote the book on yeah. on biblical financial oh, wisdom. Oh, yeah. And so um, it was at that point that then God kind of uh, said to me, all right, you're done with this career and this practice, and I'm moving you out. Mm. And I was like, are you kidding me? This thing's really working well. Are you sure? Right. You know, well, like others in in the Bible that have questioned his his path, he wins. Right. Oh, yes. And that's okay. Yes. Uh, But the two things I love to help people do as a financial advisor, which maybe weren't typical, were help people pay off debt and give money away. And that's kind of where it's landed today, you know, in terms of what I do. Um, but but there was uh, it was very clear to me that as I look in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. 
how he built me over time right. for just such a time as this. How does that, where does that faith, where do you see that faith and finance intersection? What does that look like? What does that look like? Well, I think when you, when you start with Psalm 24, one, the earth okay. is the Lord's and everything in it and the world and all who live in it. You know, I think that's pretty much covers everything we're going to get our hands on. Mm. Right. And I think as, as Christians and as believers, we, we know what the Bible says, mm-hmm. The question is, is do we believe it in our heart Mm. that he's the owner? Mm. And thus, do I behave differently if he's the owner than if I'm the owner or as the steward? And um, I think that was the real key for me and and the relief that that brought that said, wait a minute, this isn't mine. I'm just the caretaker. Mm. Right. He wants me to be responsible with it. But it's his and he gave it to me to begin with. He gave it. He can take it. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He can oh, do. Yeah. He can do either one. Yeah. But I think I think the foundation starts with with who's the owner, mm-hmm. and when we get that right, we know he's the one taking care of us. We know it's not the money. The money pays the bills, but it's he'll provide. Yes. Right. And so if I understand who the owner is, and I have faith in the owner, then I start to have contentment in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to think that, well, just a little more. How much is enough? Just a little more. That's always our answer. How much is enough? Just a little more. Well, we never stop. Mm. Right. Next thing you know, I could have I could have, you know, $10 million. And then I need 11 because I'm not content. (laughs) Right. Or it could be $50. You know, Mm. it doesn't matter the amount. Right. It could be 50 billion. Mm. Oh, just a couple more billion, I'll be okay. Mm. So that that was a real key, and I think it's key for most people mm. because we put our trust in money, and that's a function of, you know, the spiritual warfare uh, in terms of what Satan uses money as a tool to really jack us up, if you will. Mm. Can you talk about how uh, you became president of the National Christian Foundation of Ohio? So when God called me out of my business, I sold it, mm-hmm. continued to work in it for a couple of years. Okay. Um, was very familiar with NCF, of course. Um, but uh, a couple of people, uh, including Ron Blue, they were looking to establish a presence in Ohio. And so um, some of those folks called on me and said, hey, would you be interested in exploring this? So that's kind of how that happened. And Again, my passion for helping people f- be generous mm-hmm. uh, certainly caught my attention, and that's how I, I landed. And that was uh, started in uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. Now, but the in between part, I was a little challenged by God's lack of uh, answers or directions. Okay. But uh, my sense is, is He is working on my patience or something right. along those lines. <laughs> Yeah, just test you a little he bit. Was, he was. He was. He's always got way. something going on. God has a way of making sure that we're ready. That's right. You know, he doesn't put and us, I think doesn't that's, put us I anywhere think until exactly we're ready. Right. Until we're ready, you know. And when we're ready, it'll last. You know, sometimes we get in positions and we wonder why they don't last. You know, we either got there a little too soon. You know, we weren't I think ready. That's a good point. We weren't ready. We weren't ready. You know, your role is in that in the foundation. What kind of services do you all provide? You know, I mean, you share some stories about the things you guys yeah. do. Well, I I kind of break down the conversation in two parts. Okay. I call it the above the shoulder mm-hmm. part of our conversation and the below the shoulder part mm-hmm. of the conversation. So the above the shoulder 
is is what we do. We help people mobilize resources for the kingdom. And we do that through various tools that have some tax efficiency to them. But the key is it's about building a giving strategy with somebody. Um, A lot of folks have a financial strategy, but they don't often have a giving strategy. So they're missing opportunities Mm -hmm. and sometimes wasting money on taxes. So Mm -hmm. our role is to help people leverage what they've been entrusted. And most people think about they know how to write a check for the causes they want to support or the burdens that God's put on their heart. And they know how to get a deduction against their income. But oftentimes, that's such a small percentage of what we've been entrusted. We have our house, our cars, our IRA, our 401k. Maybe I own a business. Maybe I own some real estate, whether it's commercial or residential. Maybe I own some stocks or some mutual funds. Um there's ways to leverage those assets for the kingdom as well. So when I talk above the shoulder strategically and tactically, we help people design strategies and then execute on them. Um, I'll give you a crazy example. I helped a guy give away $400,000 worth of pigs last quarter in the, in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Who knew you could give away the hogs and, you know, create, create an impact on the kingdom. So uh, there's just a lot of things that we do and, that's what we do and how we do it. But the why we do it, the below the shoulder, yeah. is the more important part okay. of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that gets at why and where. You know, and those are hard issues. And do I understand? Do I understand and believe that God is the owner? That's a transformational conversation. That's not a transactional conversation. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot in terms of discipling, teaching, what's the word of God say about everything that he's entrusted to us? And without that, the the, the execution, you know, he wants our heart. He doesn't need our money. Mm. He doesn't need, he's got it all. It's all his anyway, right? right? Right, right. Are you fed up with paying high shipping costs? Are you struggling to find a trucking company that can get your freight where it needs to go safely and on time? If so, contact my friends at t Logistics. The team at TE has over 20 years' experience in the logistics industry and are experts at final mile delivery and freight brokering. If they can't fulfill your shipment with their fleet of over 20 trucks, they will find a carrier that will. Contact TE today, get a free quote, and put your frustrations with shipping behind you. Their number is 614 706 2664 or visit them online at tndlogistics.com. Can you break down, uh, you broke that down earlier, <coughs> this whole barn concept? You know? Well, my, uh, sometimes I, I well, uh, when I get introduced to people, I say we're in the barn dismantling yeah, business, yeah. right? And uh, you know, we, know, we know the stories in the Bible about building the big barn, and then that one filled up, and I need to build another mm-hmm. one and fill that one up. Mm-hmm. And I say, how about instead of just building more big barns, how about we take these barns that we've erected and move them to the kingdom? Mm. And so when I talk about mobilizing resources, that's what I mean. And when people uh, see that there are options beside their checkbook, mm. they just they just love the fact that they can leverage those things for the kingdom. So it's just it's just taking a strategy, but let's don't do it at the cost of my heart. You know, let's don't let the reason be the taxes or the efficiency that we can have, let's be because this is what God's called us to do. And when we, if, when we get that right, we're okay. Mm. We get those backwards. Mm. 
Uh, this is a podcast about building a legacy, building a lifelong legacy. Right. So when you hear that word, what does that word legacy mean to you? Well, you know, in my world, it can mean a couple of things. A lot of times legacy is about what we're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times that has an estate planning mm-hmm. connotation to it. You know, who gets my stuff? Right my will, my beneficiaries, you know, my life insurance. Um, But I think the more important part about legacy is not what we leave in terms of the temporal asset, but what is the wisdom that we're leaving? Mm -hmm. And, And so the legacy actually comes with what we're giving today. Right. Because it's kind of a giving and a leaving conversation. And the wisdom that we can deploy today is is really a lot of that is based on values and principles that come from Scripture. Mm. Right. So how can we share the values and the principles and the wisdom that comes from God and comes from Scripture with people today that will that will outlive us all? Mm. Right. That's that's not going to burn up, if you will. Right. Right. I'll leave my IRA to my kids. Well, either they're going to burn it up and spend it all or, you know, God's coming back and it's gone. Right. 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 There is there is nothing eternal about that type of legacy. Mm. So I think that's how we're always thinking about it is, is, is how are we having an impact? And I think in, in one sense, you know, maybe growing up, you know, you were told to leave something better than you found it. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So how do we, how do we, whoever we encounter, wherever we go, how do we just leave it a little better than what we found it, right? Um, and I think that's key to legacy thinking as well, mm-hmm. is, is how to, because it's not about us. You know, my job is to get in the back of the line, mm-hmm. right? Not the front of the line. Because right. if I'm first, he's already told me I'm going to be last, right? right. right? right. Okay. So just get in the back of the line and serve. And right. when you're done serving, serve some more. And after you right. serve some more, serve again. And, yeah. you know, you just, I don't know that I'm perfect at it, as mm-hmm. I'm not. If I always tell people, if you want me to walk on water, just make sure it's a puddle in the driveway. Because <laughs> that's about as good as it's going to get with right. me. Right. But I, I think when I think of legacy, it's not only what we're leaving somebody but it's what we're giving them today mm-hmm. that will last mm-hmm. that will last yeah yeah no i spoke to you earlier as we were preparing for this about a, a pledge that we're uh, working on it's the wisdom pledge yes know, that's exactly what we're talking about just giving all away our being intentional about it as well and that's what this podcast is all about so i have people in it like yourself who are willing to give away wisdom willing to give away knowledge you know knowing that whatever we need we just ask god if we need more they say he gives he gives it to That's us right. you know, whatever right. whatever area that we need it in. You know, you you with a project and I'm familiar with it on the east side of Columbus called Turn. Yes. Can you talk about that? And, and what's yeah, the Ultimate Resource Network. Um, it was uh, started by the Lindsay family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, Lindsay Honda out there, and um, Bert Lindsay um, had uh, just really uh, you know a message that he got from God that said. You need to own your territory. Mm-hmm. These are my words, not birds. Okay. But you got to own your territory. Um, you know, a lot of where they're stationed with their with their facilities, a lot of everything moved a little further east, yes. mm-hmm. right? But they 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 stood pat. They mm-hmm. didn't say we're not going to follow it. We're going to stay here. We're going to we're going to be part of what rebuilds this community. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why I call it owning your territory. Mm-hmm. And I got involved with TURN um, because I also serve on the board of an organization called For Columbus. Okay. And For Columbus is, is, is operating very similarly around the city from a city reaching, convening, and collaborating. It's not a go-get-it-done organization, but it's, you know, we have a phrase, two is one, one is none. Mm. This would be an odd conversation if I was trying to have it by myself, right? But there's two of us having one one conversation. Well, isn't that true for anything that we do? We're called to be the court of three strands because mm. it's much stronger. And so how can we convene and collaborate? And so TURN has, has worked very hard to bring the marketplace, the congregational church, and the parachurch ministries together, mm-hmm. right, and say these resources exist, we don't have to go start a new one, right, right? right? We got plenty, right? Right, But how do we get them pulled together? Because that two is one, one is none, court of three strands mentality says we'll be much stronger and we'll have a greater impact if we're doing this together, which is a community that God had called us to operate in to begin with, right. right? Right. We've just found a way to try to think that my way is the way and follow me. Mm. Well, no. <laughs> No, follow him and let's do it his way. And so that's that's the uh, that's what I've enjoyed about what Turn's been doing. And Mm -hmm. it's a great example for other leaders in the city to say, hey, here's some folks that are getting some traction. And that was also with my four Columbus lens where I got excited about what they were doing out there. Mm It's good. It's good. You know, this has been a great conversation. Um, Could you uh, issue a challenge? Uh, There's a lot of quote-unquote ballers who listen to this uh, podcast. Could you uh, issue a challenge to those ballers on how to use their resources to uplift the kingdom? You know, Tim, I think I'd, I think I'd use two words mm-hmm. to, to get to that point, and it's scarcity and abundance. Mm-hmm. Many of us are living, maybe not even intentionally, but unintentionally in this, this world of scarcity because we always think we got to hang on to something. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to take care of us, whether it's our knowledge, mm-hmm. our relationships, mm-hmm. our money, our finances, our business, etc. And and Satan, Satan wants to keep us there. You know, that's where he wants us. But when we can get over here and live in a world of abundance, there's nothing that, that can't be done. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think the opportunity for everybody individually is to, to take that self-examination and say, Am I, am I the scarcity or am I the abundance mentality, mm-hmm. right? How do I, because if there's nothing new here under right, the sun, right. nothing, nothing new. Yeah, nothing I didn't new. create any of it. I didn't come up with it. Anything I've shared with you today, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I'm not smart enough to come up with this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but, but God was. Mm-hmm. And so as they, as they kind of self-examine, is everything they do done over here with a position of abundance, which means their last or like like me, sometimes every once in a while, I'll start curling my fingers, you know? Mm-hmm. I got to start, and I go, wait a minute. It ain't about you. Right. It right. ain't about you. Peel those fingers back. And I think when we're in that position, when we're, when we're in the spirit and not in the flesh, that's when we're at our best. But do I recognize when I'm over here as opposed to over here? Mm-hmm. And I think when we when we figure out that we're meant to live over here, all of a sudden, you know, as a challenge, it just becomes very natural yes. that that's how we think about yeah. it, right? Everything's about 
mm. whoever God's put in front of us at the time. Right. It's interesting. You talked about that abundance. I think it was scripture that says, um, that God says he'll do exceedingly and abundantly. Yes. More than we can think or even imagine. You know, like you said, when we open up, let that go, you know, and just watch what watch what God can do. Well, you know, part of it is, is if you, th- if you think about whatever you're holding on to, if you need more of it, you've made sure there's no room for it. Hmm. It, there's no place for him to put it when I'm living like this. Right. But when I'm living like this, right. he can put more in. He can take it out. He can pass it through. He mm-hmm. can do. But see, the mistake I make is if I'm over here, I'm thinking I've got whatever I've got because of me. Yeah, that's it. Because I worked hard. Right, right. I said work ethic is important, but I didn't get it because I worked hard. Mm-hmm. I got it because God gave me the skill, the ability, right. right? All of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that yeah. certainly applies to athletics mm-hmm. or school or business or our relationship with our spouses. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, you dropped some gems in here. You didn't have great, some great analogies, you know. Uh, how, can, uh, how can folks get in touch with you? How can folks be involved? Uh, well, you know, they can uh, Google NCF Ohio mm-hmm. if they wanted to. Um, my uh, cell phone, 614-554-6560. They can call me, text mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I tell people I go to bed at 10 and I'm up at 5. Okay. So other than that, I'm pretty available. <laughs> available, right. Yeah. But uh, we're pretty accessible. We've got a team here in Columbus yeah. uh, as well as across the country. Um, you know, on the what we do piece, um, we uh, we help people give away about $2.5 billion last mm. year for mm. Kingdom Cause. Mm. So it's a lot of fun. That's the good part, right, too. Right. We get to have fun. Right, right, right. And the people are blessed by it. You know, well, the kingdom there. is blessed, yes. Blessed. And they are, because when people go like this, they yeah. experience the joy. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, God calls us to store up treasures for ourselves mm. in, heaven. in heaven. Not for him, mm. for ourselves. And I think sometimes we miss that part. And that maybe sounds a little selfish. Mm. That might be a whole other podcast right. someday. <laughs> <coughs> it's, a, it's, it's something that we miss. Yeah. We're letting go for ourselves, mm. just as much as we are as the folks that we're serving. Mm. Yeah, we're blessed. <laughs> exactly. We're blessed, doing it up good. Well, Dwight, that brings us to the end of this episode. And I want to thank you for being our guest and sharing the importance of proper stewardship of God's resources. Of God's you know, resources. Keeping that That's hand right. open. And, and, and using those resources to help organizations and others to do kingdom work. Do kingdom work. I, I, when I first started with FC, I met with Pastor David Forbes. And, and Pastor Forbes said this. He said, Tim, uh, I'm going to support you. I would love to be out in the field doing what you do. Nah. But because, you know, I'm a pastor of a church, I got these responsibilities. I'll support you in the ministry of FCA so that you can do those things, you know. And that just struck me as how real that is, you know. Very much and, so. and that's what this is all about. You know? That's what it is. Those just, just providing resources to help organizations, you know, so they can do the kingdom work. We're just the conduit. We're just trying to get it from here to the kingdom, and we're just the in-between. In-between, in-between. So I thank you for joining us during this enlightening and informative discussion on building a legacy of stewardship. Hope this episode was beneficial to you. And as always, thanks for listening to Be A Baller Podcast. If you enjoy our show, please share this podcast with your family and friends. Be A Baller Podcast is available on all major podcast stations. Be sure to come back next week as we continue to discuss on how to build a lifelong legacy. Until then, don't forget to be a baller. This podcast was created by Coach Tim Brown. It was edited by Teron Howell and produced and recorded by the video production class of Worthington Christian High School.